I think Mike likes running backs, though. I feel like he's a running back guy. Mike likes whatever people don't make fun of him for. <laughs> running backs. <laughs> he's still <laughs> scarred from that Leonard Fournette pick. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, hello, welcome back to the SSFL Season 2 podcast. No, welcome back to the SSFL podcast Season 2. Yeah, I've got, I like that better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. All the usual suspects here. Eric, fresh haircut, new mic. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm excited to be back. It's really nice to see you all again. Missed you guys. Kevin sporting a fresh mustache. How's it going? Good. Feeling good. Feeling a little rusty, but also a little bit dangerous. So it's probably a pretty good combo. Is that like two Russell Wilson references in the same sentence? Not even one. First Not even podcast? a single one. No. No? It sounded like no. one to me. At least one yeah, minimum. Abso- absolutely not. Let's ride. <laughs> oh, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. That's his Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> Tony, how's it going? Nothing big in your life, so we'll just you know move past it. Yeah, I mean, um, still riding the high of last year's championship, and um, I'm just hoping to keep the momentum going. Other than that, nothing important has happened in my life. Uh, so I think we should start with a little recap, maybe just a quick like round the horn with our best, our favorite storyline or moment from last season, kind of relive, relive some glory before we jump into all the preseason goodness. Uh, this is being recorded, probably won't come out until after our draft. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm getting it done before the draft. This will be out pre-draft. Oh, I thought the whole point was that we were going to have the pre-draft secrets oh and i mean embargo them oh, i mean like if you set too. if you set prop bets how do you i mean if, if anyone is going to sabotage their own draft just despite the <laughs> podcast prop pets then honestly respect at that point <laughs> fair enough fair enough um okay so yeah let's start with our favorite moment from last season uh eric hit me I think it is pretty clearly the biggest moment from last season is what has been dubbed Island Bowl 2021, which was the probably the best moment in the league's history uh, when you had two uh, teams from the same market facing off on the league's biggest stage. And you had one of the greatest comebacks probably since the 2017 Super Bowl. So it has you have to go there. For, for those who weren't paying attention, <laughs> can you explain what happened? <laughs> So Kenny and Eric faced off in what normally is called the Pronley, in this case called the Island Bowl. <laughs> Early in the morning, it looked like it was an absolute runaway for Kenny's team. Jamar Chase had 50 points in the morning. It's rumored that the coaching staff of Eric's team didn't actually watch the afternoon games. I can neither confirm or deny that. But in the afternoon, um, Russell Wilson, let's ride. And DK Metcalf combined for three touchdowns and pulled off one of the greatest comebacks in SSFL history, if not the greatest 
on, as I said, the biggest stage, Island Bowl. And against the greatest team in the history of the SSFL. <laughs> Real David versus Goliath story. Yeah, that was gonna be that was gonna be my favorite moment from last year was the absolute audacity of Kenny to claim that he had the best team. I think he said something along the lines of greatest team ever, like across all fantasy football platforms, I think is what he said. And then to take home the prawn late, I mean, that's just hilarious to me. When he said it, I actually thought that I heard music from the heavens. And right then, <laughs> I knew that 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 I, that Pronley was it was waiting in a two sailing fairy weight. But damn it, was it heading to Ladysmith? The second he brought that up, you don't do that. And you're just asking for it. Come on, Kenny. Really sad. I don't get to do this while you hand me 13 beers. This week. <laughs> <laughs> might have to get a few cheap shots in now. Uh, I don't have much to add. I think that those two moments, just watching Kenny's team fail week to week. I have another one that I like, and that was um, Harsh's comeback from, I think, an 0-4 start to mm. or 1-4 to make the playoffs after Kevin said on the podcast that he would not be sniffing playoffs. I think you might be confusing it with James, but yeah, he had a he started off like 5-0. and then slumped to six, five and six or something like that. And then, yeah, Harsh was chasing you undefeated for like the first half of the season. Oh, was it who changed their name to sniffing playoffs? Was that that was Harsh, but it was it was like mid season when Kevin made that comment because he his season was basically like big winning streak, big losing streak, big winning streak. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Okay. So I like the what I liked was uh, Harsh changing his name to sniffing playoffs and then even the extra touch of um, adding in the X into his name to indicate that he had clinched playoffs was uh, that was, <laughs> nice. a, yeah, that was a, nice. a real nice touch of pettiness that uh, I enjoyed. Um, I think you also have to look at as a storyline. It got kind of buried in the season because you know the team was out of it. But after having uh, combined 200 games lost due to injury, Kyle's training staff just quitting mid-season was a <laughs> pretty big one. And managing to dodge a prodly. I mean, uh, to Kyle's credit, he has not taken home a Pronley, which is something that now Justin and Kenny cannot speak for themselves. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, it has to mean something. Well, it means Kenny's was the most impressive because he did it with the best team in that history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair <laughs> yeah. to Kenny, when you look at the league history today, it shows like, you know, championship and then underneath that says probably and has kenny seaman it still says eight and six on the trophy like it looks like a quality record underneath that. <laughs> oh that's funny i mean i think the best storylines happen off the field sometimes i think you have to remember that tmz article that came out of uh dion hip checking justin into the urinal at the uh at the high school reunion it was a good moment he said the cowboys would win the Super Bowl or something. He says that every year. He thinks it's and horrible. He offered <laughs> he offered like an eleven shotgun bet for it. So he has to pay up that. I made a, a bet with Dion very much along those veins, like oh not a week ago, but it's actually pretty good. It was that the Cowboys would finish anywhere but first in their division. Mm. Ooh. I like it. That's a good bet because that division historically is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No team has repeated in like 12 years or something. Yep. No Tyron Smith gallops out for a little bit, I think. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Eagles look spicy, Eric. Yep. 
Oh, I didn't even tell you what the bet was for. Okay, so Dion gets to choose my facial hair for a week, but I have to grow it for two months at any point next year. <laughs> yeah, but I get to shave his head. That's not even close. Yours yeah, is I way know. worse. I know, yeah. Wait, wait, shaving the head? You just grow your hair back. I think that it makes sense because like Kevin's got the worst side of the of the bet. Like if he loses, Dion can do whatever. Whereas like Dion can just put on a hat for like three weeks and then his hair will look normal again. You guys think it hold on, hold on. You guys actually think that I have the worst end of the bet with the facial hair thing? Yeah. Yeah. You just you gave him permission to shave a dick into one side of your face for two weeks. What's first of all, it's a week. Uh <laughs> second i'd like to think it would be a little bit more professional than that because i have a job <laughs> but uh shaving his head just because he wears his hair short i don't come on i get to bick it and everything i'm gonna film it and degrade him come on uh, as the the podcast's resident bald guy i can tell you that it's it's not that bad <laughs> all right okay speaking of bets i think we should all go around i have a couple of prop bets already kind of lined up kevin and i were discussing them uh, when we went golfing the other day, and I'm curious what you guys think. Um, so I'm going to start off. My first one is, so Shar is drafting at the number two spot, and I think he will take a Viking. Hmm. Uh, I, I agree with you. I would even go as far as to say I think he will take Justin Jefferson in that spot. Oh, but okay. Does anyone disagree that he is going to take a Viking at that spot? I think if he takes a Viking at that spot, like, my brain hurts. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he's been known to reach on guys he likes, is the thing. Like, I don't think there's a ton wrong with Jefferson there. I'd strongly no. consider him. I mean, I can... Hell, I'd consider him at 10. <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, I don't think Jefferson... At... Two is the most ridiculous pick that's ever happened in the SSFL. I mean, Justin picked two tight ends back to back. So okay, I'm gonna record. I'm actually gonna write these down. I, I'm taking a hard no for that one. I think that Char is a little too much. I don't know. So sorry. What do you mean by no? You mean you won't accept the bet, or are you? I think he will not pick a Viking. Okay, I'm on the Viking side. I'm on your side, Kevin. Vikings. Okay, we got three. Interesting. Good. Nice. Okay. And as a as a like parlay, you all think it's Jefferson? I don't necessarily think it's Jefferson, and that's why I hedged by saying a Viking. I think it's Jefferson. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't pick Jefferson there, then I will pick him at six and trade him Justin Jefferson in week four for a gigantic haul that includes Jonathan Taylor. Um and okay, let's go around the horn. I know you guys haven't had like the chance to think about it, but just like whip one out. Um phrasing. A, a prop bet? Yeah. First receiver off the board. Line is three and a half. Oh. Picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under. Under being closer to one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you think one, you think a receiver goes in the first three picks? Okay. That would be I the under. In order to be consistent with what I have previously said, <laughs> I have to go under. Hmm. I. You guys are forgetting that the SSFL is uh, horny for running backs. And, it's true. Um, I think it's like well over. Could be. I also think Cup just lit the world on fire and shows showed how valuable that can be too. 
So I wonder if that might swing it back, but we'll see. Who's picking at three? Mike? Mm-hmm. Mike's going to pick a running back. We've Mike's talked about safe. this. Yeah, we've talked about this many times before. He's afraid of being made fun of, which, like, aren't we all? <laughs> okay, so, Kevin, you think it's under? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Brendan, do you think it's under? Well, I said the line, so I kind of picked it. I, I would take under on the line. Oh, that's so interesting. But, like, the softest under. That So, essentially, you're saying that either Shar or Mike is going to take a, a wide receiver. Because, yeah, no, that, I mean, you know, if you go back in the Fantasy Pros draft intel, Mike has drafted a running back in the first round of the past three years. I think that this year has one of the most compelling arguments for taking a receiver mm-hmm. very early, in, at least in my memory. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, okay. Good bet, because um, we didn't all agree, so that's good. Kevin, you got anything? Don't really have any right now. I'm struggling to think of some. Oh, I had one was uh, which um, which Chargers receiver gets drafted first. Oh, I think it's Keenan Allen, personally. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you could go Josh Palmer, but I wouldn't personally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably go Keenan Allen based on just like general ADP right now, but stranger things have happened in our league yeah all it takes is somebody one person who likes a guy and that's yeah uh... and i'm not entirely convinced keenan allen is the better pick so like i wouldn't fault anyone for taking mike williams over him Mm -hmm. so but i'm gonna say keenan allen all right i'll give you a very similar one which patriots running back gets drafted first oh ramondre stevenson's been creeping up to basically the Damian Harris range in you the guys last are sleeping week. on Pierre Strong Jr. No we're not. I would take Damian <laughs> Harris. Like I'm I'm obviously biased because I had him last year, but, but like he they use him a ton around the goal line and they don't necessarily trust I don't think they trust Mac Jones yet to throw it. So they're gonna run the ball a shit ton. And he there's he scored what like 16 touchdowns or something like that last year. That might be made up. That sounds too high. It was high though. Yeah it was it was surprisingly high. I just it's so productive. I don't see why they don't do it again, personally. Well, I, I'm going to, just to be different, I'm going to say Stevenson. I'm going to say the hype train picks up just enough by the time our draft rolls around. Uh, the reason I think that it's a better co- question is because late season, Ramondre really came on. Yeah. And rookie running backs coming on late in the season is a common thing that often leads to future production in the next year. I don't think it's crazy to project that Ramondre Stevenson will finish this year with more points than Damian Harris, even without there being injuries. And as Kyle will point out to you, all that matters is which one of them fumbles in week one. You can project the rest of the season from there. Uh, so, Eric, are you taking Stevenson or are you taking Harris in that bet? Uh, I'm taking Harris, but I think it's interesting. Mm. I am just going to copy Eric's answer because I agree mm. and don't really have anything to add. I don't Boring. actually. Well, my actual answer is don't draft a running back on New England, but. Mm. Oh, I disagree with that. 15 touchdowns last year, by the way. Oh, you would know, Kev. He was on your team. He was like your one good player. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I got another one. Because I have mapped out the entire first round, I am setting the line at running backs taken in the first round at nine and a half. Nine and a half. And for the record, I'm going over. 
I think I'll take the over on that too. I think in the first round you see Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson go and everything else is running back. So I think 11 running backs go in the first round. Mm, that's not even what I had, but that's interesting. I don't think Kelsey goes until round two. Hmm. I was going to set the line at 10 and a half because I have 10 going, but um, I thought that would be too aggressive. So that's interesting, Eric, that you think it'll be 11. I can see Adams going sneaking into there on name recognition mm. personally. He would be the other receiver, I think. Or am I missing another guy up there? I wouldn't be surprised if Adams went in the first round. I don't think Kelsey is going in the first round either. I don't think that's a crazy statement. What was the line again? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. That sounds so weird, but I kind of agree. So what running backs do you have going then? Like what? where do you fall off? Did you stat it out or are you just like thinking? Me personally? Yeah, yeah, Anthony. Yeah, because you're the one who set the line, right? So yep. yeah. Yeah. So where did you get to? I got to Nick Chubb going to Tyler at 14. See, see, I, I don't know. That's Nick I had, Chubb. So from Justin to Tyler, I had uh Justin takes Najee Harris, and then it's DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. That was um what I was anticipating. Now, granted, I feel like those guys are kind of all the same and they could very much be interchangeable. Um, but I think it goes four straight running backs at the end. I think the one thing that this could come down to is just like what order the stickers get put on the board for the 14th and 15th picks on the swing. That's, <laughs> That's so we should, true. We should, we should give it a grace pick, actually. We should consider top 15 first round. But like, well, you know what I mean. Like, if it, if it's if it ends up being fifteenth, it's no, no, no. I I, oh, I kind of like it. I like the chaos. I like a little bit of chaos. That's not, that's not chaos. If you that's were on bet three six five and you took first round, you're not getting a grace pick at fifteen. Sorry, <laughs> you're right. But at bet three six five, they're not betting on a bunch of jabronis that just played eighteen holes of golf <laughs> and are like twelve beers uh, deep. Very exactly. With the wrong that's the fun of it. That's right, the fun sure. of it. All right. All right. All right. I think I'm taking the under. While we were doing all that, I convinced myself of the under. Mm. I, I'm still I'm taking the caught, under too. I'm still caught on you having Tyler drafting Nick Chubb in the first round. Yeah, is, is that really crazy? Like Nick Chubb's going first round in most mock drafts I've done. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's crazy. I just I would rather have a receiver. But Eric, you know that about me. You also have to understand, like Tyler is the biggest rankings whore in the SSFL. Mm -hmm. He gets a printed off sheet from James five minutes before the draft, and he just picks the top guy. Yeah, Nick Chubb is 26th in the ADP I can find. At, at one point, is Kelsey not going to be the top guy in that sheet? Like, I, I would be very – when's the last time Kelsey made it out of the first round in our league? Yeah, that's fair. I'll tell you right now, if, Ch if Kelsey's there on the turn for me, I'll probably just take him. Okay, fair enough. I think I am down on Kelsey because of how frustrating I found him to own last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I'm also factoring in uh, Anthony's like, we're hungry for running backs thing. And I think at the turn, you see just the top running back left being Nick Chubb. Okay, draft position of Nick Chubb in our draft uh, over under 17 and a half. No, 15 and a half. Okay, well, that's right at the turn then. So I'm saying under because I think it'll be right there at the end. Of... I would also say under. I'd say over. Okay. Well, there you go. I, I would slam the over on that. I'd feel better about it if it was like the actual turn, like first or second round, like 14 and a half, not 15 and a half. But I stand by it. 
Okay. Mm. Oh, so you mean like 16 and a half so that it can't be... Hear. No, 14 and a half. Oh. No, I think I like that Brendan gave us the grace pick on that yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. So I'm also factoring that like there's probably some wide receivers that are like quote unquote ranked higher, but he's just going to pick a running back because that's what we do in this league. So Kevin, are you taking the over or under on 15 and a half? Uh, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. okay. Doesn't catch passes, and he's got one of the best backup running backs who actually catches passes. No, like, I I agree it. with hate all it. of that, but you're you're missing the uh, personal factor. That's what we're here for. I think there's a couple educated drafters at the end of the draft, and Tyler. So I, I put a little <laughs> put a little bit of stock into that. Sorry, Tyler. You're one of the only people who listens. I don't mean it. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I'm still, I'm still hung up on this chub thing. Name your sex tape. <laughs> I am like, that's wild. I'm gonna have to go. I don't know what rankings you guys are looking at, but this is why 14 teams is so interesting because, yeah. like, we had very different opinions on all of those guys, and I could mm-hmm. feel very differently about staring at one of my running backs saying, like, do I really need to take this fucking guy that I don't believe in? Yeah. And because you're totally boned if you don't take him, too. So, for the record, Brendan, I'm looking at uh, Fantasy Pro's expert consensus rankings, which is an average of everybody that they consider to be a fantasy, you know, content creator or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that based on that, you know, the I'm sure you've heard of that theory of you know, an individual person can't really predict anything that well, but a whole bunch of people together can accidentally end up at the right answer with yeah. studies like, you know, predict the weight of the pig at the state fair. And an individual person is usually super wrong, but the average of all the people that make a guess ends up being super, super close to the actual weight of the animal. Oh, that's cool. uh, So that's the theory here. And, and sorry, what is, what does that say? What is it? What is that? It just, it says that like the, the knowledge of the masses is better than the knowledge. No, of no, the I know. But what is it say about, what is it saying about Nick Chubb then? RB 13. RB eight on fantasy pros. UCR. Yeah. Okay. Half, half point PPR. Yeah. Half point PPR. Are you sure? I'm looking at fantasy pros and he's RB 13. Yeah. You're totally right. I have it on standard, <laughs> but either way, he's, uh, he's close. You're right. Yeah, 13. RB 13, 20th pick, or 20th, uh, like, place. Right. Feel better about it now? Actually, no, see that? Like, our league skews that way, though. So, yeah. I, I definitely, it's going to be close. That's a good one. Mm, that is very, very interesting. Very niche, Wild. obscure one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really went down the rabbit hole there. We unpacked that one a lot. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to cutting out 15 minutes of me being rattled by how, how hard you guys are for Nick Chubb. <laughs> okay, I got one for Unintended. you. Okay, go. I think Evan McPherson gets drafted before the 11th round. Oh, I love this one. Sorry, inclusive. 11th round inclusive before the end of the 11th round. Before end of the eleventh, yeah, I will. I agree. Do you promise not to make fun of me? No. Who's, oh, I know who Evan McPherson is. Never mind. The fucking kicker. That's why he's not showing up on any rankings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think he goes before which round? Before the end of the eleventh round. 11. One caveat. One caveat, Eric. You cannot take Evan McPherson in the eleventh sure. round. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. to, just to be correct. I think uh, that's. Yeah. I think it's too early. No, I agree. I think he goes before someone. I think gets way too excited. Yeah, he, he was like such a hype hype boy at the end of the year yeah. last year. Somebody will think it's fun. 
I'm gonna start name dropping Tyler. around the eighth round just to see what people think. Get people all fired up. I I'm gonna say <laughs> that it doesn't happen because I want to see it not happen. I believe that the league is better than that. Hmm. But I know okay. it's gonna happen. I got one. Over under number of human beings that Mike O'Toole hits with a golf ball. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at uh, half a person to be fair to uh, the population in general. And I will say over. Does it have to be hit with a golf ball because he swung the club, made contact, and then it struck? Or can it be like Ooh. he walks up to the group and hucks one at Char at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, of the and Mike has How thrown golf balls at me before. How about so. this? I will include, I will say accidental golf swings and intentional otherwise golf propulsions. Golf ball <laughs> propulsion. So if Mike makes contact with a golf ball on yeah. somebody else okay yeah no over that's an easy over for me. <laughs> but he can't like he can't accidentally drop the ball and then it hits your foot like that doesn't no, no, count like I he needs to intentionally hit you with it or unintentionally off, yeah. it, off the golf club yeah i'm taking the over i mean i'm taking the under because like i sure sure hope <laughs> we don't end up with the trip to the hospital <laughs> I'm taking the under just because, you know, he was my teammate on uh, the championship winning team last year. And that's right. I have a lot of respect for him. So, wow. Should ask that lady hit at Nico and how much respect she has for him. <laughs> Kevin, are you taking the over then? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hammer oh, it. <laughs> okay. What is the highest ADP that is drafted before the end of the 10th round? Or by the end of the 10th round. What does that mean? So every, like, using Fantasy Pro's ADP, what is the highest number of player? Like, what player, like, does the 200th ADP get drafted? Oh, my God. Who is what? the 200th player? Um, Looking, looking, looking. Yeah, I need some context here. Curtis Samuel. By the end of the 10th round? Yeah. So that'd be 140 picks. 40 picks. Huh. I'd say like uh, somewhere in the 180s is feeling good for me. I think somebody goes Isaiah Pacheco, who's 191 before the end of the 10th round. Oh, wow. That you're correct. Name I dropping. Notably, Evan McPherson, 204. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go like 184. I'll go 185. Stop. Boo this man. <laughs> okay. I, I think like 200. I think once the rosters fill up, people start doing silly shit. Okay. Eric, what did you say? 191? Uh, again, I was looking at standard scoring. I hadn't turned the thing. so. Oh, that matters at that point. It does. I got to put it back to uh, one second. Can't find Pacheco. Oh, Pacheco's 150 in half point. So He's that's creeping up. Good. He's creeping up. It's not even a bold one anymore. Give me a second. A lot of defenses in the 200s as well. Yeah. Okay, I got 194. Who, who, you, that's a specific player. Who did you it look is. at? Zamir White. Zamir White's going mm. for the end of the 10th round. People love running backs. They love rookies. Okay. Do you guys want to hear my 100% accurate first round map up? Absolutely. Yes, please. Okay. Who am I taking? Are we cutting this part? Are you, gonna, you just going to we'll send see. this we'll out to the goes. universe? We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so we have at the 101, we have Christian McCaffrey. Can you tell me who I picks think these people too? Harsh. At 102, I have Shar taking Jonathan Taylor. 
even though that goes against my prop bet. But no, I think he said, I think I said he would not do that. I don't think he will. 103, I have Mike taking Derrick Henry. That feels like a real solid locked in Mike pick there. I have Kyle taking Delvin Cook because I just can't see Kyle taking Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson. I have Kenny taking Austin Eckler because he listens to the fantasy footballers and they love Austin Eckler. What do you have yourself taking? That leaves me with Justin Jefferson, which is against my philosophy. Um, But I just, at this point, I think the next running backs are like a significant drop-off. I actually don't even like Eckler that much, to be honest. Wait, wait, who took Cup here? Uh, You'll see. Oh, Jefferson going before Cup. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I have James taking Joe Mixon because uh, James is like a, a traditional running back purist. And I feel like Joe Mixon fits what James likes at a running backs, like real solid, reliable RB1. It's a lunch pail guy. James yeah. lunch pail. <laughs> He's a blue collar <laughs> worker right there. Yeah. <laughs> I have Dion taking Cooper Cup. That feels like a Dion pick. I feel like if it falls to him, he will absolutely. A correct take one. Him. I gotta say, yeah. I love how this first round is going for me yeah. right now. <laughs> uh Eric takes Jamar Chase. Incorrect, but I'll let you have it. Interesting. Okay. I Jamar Chase feels like an Eric guy. I feel like that's like a high upside, like swing for the fences, wide receiver one that you would go after. That's fair. That's fair. Then I have Kevin taking Travis Kelsey. I just got a feeling Please. here. I just got a feeling. And then I already told you next is Justin Najee Harris, Brandon DeAndre Swift, Brendan Elvin Kamara, Tyler Nick Chubb. Hmm. Be honest, did you just add Nick Chubb in at 14? Because I feel like you had him at 16. No. No, I always had Tyler taking Nick Chubb. You know, this is a fruitless exercise because it's going to go completely off the rails, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun. Where, where did you have Kamara going? Me. Uh, to Brendan at 113, which I think is, like, pretty reasonable. It feels like a Brendan pick, too. I don't yeah. know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Brendan likes Kamara. I, I love this because, like, like, more than one of those, I'm like, no, I hate it but it's like totally possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried to like factor in like who was drafting, right? Like I don't necessarily agree with all of these picks, but I was just trying to like imagine how the draft would go. I'm personally shocked. You think Kamara is going to go at 13. I think the only reason. Why would, con- would he go sooner or later in your mind? I mean, I pick at 10, so probably, probably sooner. <laughs> but he's, he, like, the only reason people are down on him, in my opinion, is because of the, the legal issue, which by all accounts, I mean, maybe the reporting's wrong, but it's going to be a thing next year. I don't, I think, I don't think that's playing a factor. I think he just, it's like a new offense. It's not Drew Brees. It's not Sean Payton. And the amount of targets he's going to get is unknown. And it's Jameis Winston. So I think that's scaring people off. And now I agree. I think he will be great, but I think that's why people are a little bit concerned. I, I suppose. But again, he's going to pick before in that mock, whatever he's going right before Nick Chubb, like mm-hmm. the amount of passing volume there is not even going to be close to the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just, he's, he's been good for so long. I think that's the only thing you're going to well, I'm personally, that would be the one that sticks out to me personally. Mm-hmm. Would uh would you does anyone I know Eric doesn't think Kelsey goes in the first round. Um Me too. You Brendan, you think Kelsey does not go in the first round? I wouldn't I'd give it like 50-50 odds. Interesting. I feel like there's always someone in our league that wants to take the gamble at having that advantage at tight end. Usually it's me. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm like the most down on tight ends I think I've ever been coming into a draft. Hmm. Hmm. I'm fascinated um, by Eric's uh, not taking Jamar Chase. So that means he's probably eyeing a running back because like, those, those could are be for Gazy. Eric, Eric is coming off like a near brush with death <laughs> i think he's, he's going man. <laughs> he's going for the utah state basketball of drafts just I'm a going solid with... two foot jump stop all the way into third place i'm going five running backs in the first five rounds to make up for last year oh the, the green mile <laughs> okay i might have to alter my draft map then that's interesting so what i'm learning from this is that someone is going to get a good value at the end of the draft i think is what is what's going to happen whether that's a wide receiver or a running back but i think it usually happens where something falls near the end of the draft so okay brendan could you just recap read it back to us one more time uh anthony's first round there yeah i want to make another point but harsh cmc Shar, justin taylor mike derrick henry kyle cook kenny I have, oh, Eckler, Tony Jefferson, James Mixon, Dion Cup, Eric Chase, Kevin Kelsey, Jay Harris, Brand Swift, me, Kamara, Tyler Chubb. Okay, I want to make one final prop bet over under uh, four and a half that Anthony nails 100% correct in that first round. I don't understand. Like player going to person, how many of those predictions will Anthony get correct in our first round? I'm saying four and a half picks. Over. I think I don't know. That's such a hard one because, like, one, it's a the butterfly effect. Yes, exactly. That's right. So, like, if he gets the first two right, I think he definitely goes over because the rest will kind of like fall into place. But if Sherryar plays the wild card role that we think he might play, it could just like completely shatter the rest of the timeline. Why don't we all do our own mock draft and like submit it and see who gets the most? I mean, I feel like yes, it's okay because I am the champion and everything. So I do like a challenge, but I do feel like you guys have a little bit of an advantage now, um, having already discussed this with your own mock drafts. But that's fine. I'm well, you can tweak. Yours. I mean, yeah, t- tinker with yours. I think I killed you, you should, on the week to week predictions. With it a lot. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna move. I'm just gonna switch up whatever Eric picks. But I don't know. He's being very dodgy, so I don't know. I'll tell you for free, Chubb Chubb is not showing up anywhere on my top 14. (laughs) You've made that quite clear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was fun. I'm excited. Very interesting. Yeah. No, it is interesting. And and it's all, it's, you're right though. Like it can all go off the rails so quickly because here's the funny thing, right? I, I could see a world where, Shar takes a Viking at two. Like, let's say he takes Jefferson. Mike, out of nowhere, overthinks it and takes Derrick Henry because he comes up with some, like, random, like, I don't like Jonathan Taylor because of something, and he takes Derrick Henry. And then Kyle's like, oh, Jonathan Taylor's not vaccinated and takes Dalvin Cook, and then Kenny takes Jonathan Taylor at five. Like, I could see something wild like that happening because that's the way That would be an unbelievable value for Kenny. I don't want that to happen. But needs all the help he can get. (laughs) <laughs> i don't think kyle's gonna take nah, if, if henry's there i don't think he takes him again because he took him last year right he got hurt yeah but i mean mike picks before kyle right but in years i can see mike taking cup too because he did so well last year yeah that that's very true i think mike likes running backs though i feel like 
He's a running back guy. Mike likes whatever beat people don't make fun of him for. <laughs> running backs. <laughs> He's still <laughs> scarred from that Leonard Fournette pick. <laughs> I personally think number six is the best spot in the draft to pick this year. And I don't think that has anything to do with NFL players. I think that has to do with the way that our draft in our league has shaken out. And what I mean by that is it matters more who you're drafting around than it matters which player you're going to get in the first round. And so the way I see it is Anthony's going to pick. And then between him and the end of the round, there's four clowns and harsh, and then four clowns. So all these players are going to keep falling into Anthony's lap that shouldn't otherwise. So when you were talking about trading that pick and you potentially wanted ninth, I was like over the moon because I was like, this is great. Whereas my current situation is I've got Tony James Dion on one side and then Kevin Justin Brandon on the other side. Like the only six other people that do research in this league. And I'm just fucked. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that before. You're right. I'm going to get some values coming back to me in, in all the odd rounds. Three, five, seven. That's so interesting. I kind of, no, I kind of like four. Like, I think that like the other thing about four, five, six is like, it feels like no matter what happens, you're going to get someone good in the like in your first pick like there's just like five or six players that are like pretty good in a normal year i'd be happy to get them first overall i don't really believe in eckler so that's why i would prefer to be kyle's spot because you're just going to get the fourth best running back um and then i feel like you're going to get just really good value um coming back in the other two rounds so i think any first round running back you're drafting Best case scenario, you have like a 40% chance of them returning value on the position that you're drafting them at. Yeah, that's fair. And so you're just trying to get that at like them as high as you can, but you're not going to get it that high. Like that's just the name of the game. Isn't that like all? Like why, why does that stop after the first round running backs? I just think in order to return value on a first round pick, mm. the value has returned it. Like you're basically saying, I expect this person to be a league winner with the mm -hmm. first two or three picks mm -hmm. and it's just it's so unlikely to happen mm -hmm. um whereas with your like you know mid fourth round running backs or whatever maybe you have 50 percent chance of them returning value on that because you only need them to be like a mid tier rb2 or whatever mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense so i did a little twitter poll of um ssfl fans to uh pull together some preseason power rankings i think it's important to reset from last season you know this isn't this isn't about what happened last year this is about going into this year what do the fans believe is who who are the best teams and this is you know based on a lot of off-season narratives come out um people you know wildly change how they believe about things and i'm just I'm here to deliver what the fans I, think. I think I saw this, this poll. Scenario. There was like like 45,000 votes or something. Like it really blew up. It it, it was one of my bigger tweets, I yeah. would say. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So this is like pretty accurate. We just talked about the masses, you know, like the knowledge of the masses. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to try to add a little bit of context here where I can. Um, just try to assume, you know, why people would think a certain thing. But I mean, I can't really speak for the people. So uh do, do we, we need, need to apologize to Kenny in advance for the people? <laughs> <laughs> just, I know, like, I mean, there's 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 warnings on everything now, right? Like, like, just should should we? Sorry, trigger, I don't want to interrupt. A trigger I, warning. Yeah, for Kenny. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised that Harry Clark has that many Twitter accounts. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
you're welcome to jump in if you if you disagree with the people or you want to add a little more to what you think the context might be uh, feel free to dive in anytime i'll start from the bottom um coming in at number 14 uh preseason we've got uh tyler clark i think you can <laughs> attribute a lot of this to uh the fire at the team facility that happened in june and the uh unfortunate tragic loss of the scouting department that happened there so uh i mean not really their fault but that franchise is undergoing a lot of stress this year so understandably why the fans are a little down on them in 13th place uh not kenny you, you might think kenny coming off the island bowl loss but no you've got kyle coming in at 13th place still looking for a new training staff after the training staff quit mid-season as we discussed uh earlier don't need to to bang the drum on that um Number 12, it's a little bit of a surprise. Historically, quite a good franchise, but lots of question marks squirreling right now. Um, this is where you have Kevin coming in. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with the uh, the Las Vegas disappearance question marks. Is this a Dennis Rodman situation? Will he be ready to start the season? We don't know at this time. I'm 29 years old now. I've got a lot of shit going on. All right. <laughs> good Tom. Good Tom Brady. Yeah. So number 11 is where the fans think the bounce back is coming for Kenny this year, up, up to 11. He's <laughs> had a tough go since he, you know, picked up the franchise and uh, controversially moved it to the island. Um, thought he could take on a, a new market. And then unfortunately, the uh, market got a second team a couple years later. And there's just there's more fans. So it's tough. He's got a lot of uh, like the L.A. Chargers plays a lot of road home games. And it's uh, it's tough to get those fans <laughs> excited. You know, can they recover from the loss? Uh, you know, moving through the middle here, we've got Brendan at number 10. Not really that controversial. Uh, <laughs> Dion at number nine. Historically a good franchise, but people are not really buying the uh, frankly quite lucky postseason run that happened last year after a mediocre regular season. A lot of people seem to believe that since the move to Sleeper, the team's really lost its flair. So you know, <laughs> I agree with that. The ranking 100%. reflects that. Bit of a surprise here, Mike coming in at number eight. Mike over Dion. <laughs> Not uh, typically high performer, but people seem to really think that he's moved up since hiring a new GM last year. Made a big trade halfway through the season that he won by a mile. So that's probably booing his, uh, his ranking here at this point. People are expecting big things. Number seven, I think, makes sense here. You've got Justin. Had a good finish last season, but people still remember the Promley of uh, twenty. <laughs> 2020 so there's some inconsistency there when you look at number six sherry are just six feels right for sherry it seems like that's where he lands most years so that that makes sense it's surprisingly that is kind of true he i feel like he's always like somehow in the playoff hunt every year i don't know how he does it so he is correct yeah it's true just feels right six just feels right number five you got james had a bit of a rough start to the year last year and then rode a very strong running game to a playoff berth. But I think a lot of people were frustrated when they didn't see, see the team pick up that second dimension late in the year. And I think that's why you see uh, them lose in the first round of the playoffs, as you often do with teams with strong running games. They just can't, <laughs> can't cut it once the games really start to count. So uh, number four, you have uh, Eric's team there. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, the team came in uh, last year. There was a lot of hype when the announcement was made that he was coming back into the league. Um, a lot of people compared it to 1996 Michael Jordan um, returning after spending a few years playing fantasy baseball. And so... <laughs> 
So there was, you, you got to admit that there was a disappointment, but the fans have been seeing a lot of excitement this summer on Instagram. There's been a lot of, a lot of effort put in by the, the Eric folks. Um, he's really excited. The, uh, the Island supporters with Searle country let's float. He's met a lot of heat on Instagram. So, you know, I think a lot of people are saying Jordan <laughs> took a year to get going in 95. This is the year we're going to see if the dynasty can be uh, extended. So, you know, coming in number three, maybe a little bit of a surprise. This is where we see Tony, you know, coming off a, coming a off farce, a championship. Absolute farce. Coming off a championship. But a lot of people think probably can't repeat, you know, has he been focused in the off season? There's been some personal stuff going on. Is the is the effort really going to be there for another one? Um, there was that news story that came out a couple of weeks ago of him buying an insane amount of diapers and an even insaner amount of Bud Light from the local liquor store. And uh, you know, it's just it's it's one news story, and it makes sense. But you know, just it, it's going to affect the affect you during the off season. Number two, Brandon Murray coming in number two. He had a late season surge. He really dominated the division and people expect that to continue. And that makes sense for that ranking. Uh, and then finally at number one, people really see that Harsh took a step last year. It's been a pretty middle of the pack franchise historically, but last year was, was a big step on the road to what people see as a championship season coming for Harsh. A lot of grit and determination in that fan base. Do you, would you say Harsh made the leap last year? You could say that. I'm not saying that. The people are saying that. Mm. Oh, the people. Yeah, mm, the people. Fucking hate the people. <laughs> I, I actually think that's a pretty fair list. <laughs> Overall. Some people a little bit too low, but yeah. I won't say who. Who would you say is too low? Uh, I'm a little a little hurt by 10. I don't we'll know, championship. Uh, Prove the people wrong. I have. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Let's float. Soro <laughs> country. Oh, we all, we, you Let's know float. what? I feel like we should all um, come up with little uh, Russell Wilson uh, catchphrases for our yeah. teams. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't come 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, this has been very interesting, very fun. We'll see you back next week with some uh, post-draft analysis, maybe some uh, uh, preseason power rankings then that actually mean something. The post-draft edition, the week yeah. one power rankings. See, the thing about Brandon, though, is I think that how drunk he is when the draft starts is like a big factor. Like that, the Green Mile year where he really, yeah. really hurt himself, <laughs> he had had a good time. So... And he's, we'll drafting keep an eye at the on end, he's drafting at the end of the first round, you know, by the time we get back from team golf, shotgun. Yeah. You know, it could be a wild card there at 12 or whatever he's drafting. Developing story to keep up on. Quick, uh, quick discussion on the golf teams. Imagine getting drafted after me. Uh, there, this is, I might, I might show up drunk and still win. That's how, that's how confident I am. So, how good is Dion actually? This is I had no show. idea Dion like golfed. It makes sense, but apparently pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Vegas, Vegas might have to adjust its lines. He's gotten a lot better. He's very consistent. 
doesn't hit the ball very far. Kind of hits it as far as my mom does, but uh, he scores pretty well. Wow, the drive by. <laughs> I, I just got, I just got, I just got ranked at thirteen. I'm a little salty. <laughs> Kevin, you're at twelve. Uh, oh, oh, thanks, man. That was last year's ranking. <laughs> Onwards uh, and upwards. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, they should be. Should be fun, anyways. It's gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed the weather cooperates. I know it's, it it's supposed to be beautiful. Bit. No, not it? it changed. Not anymore. It changed. Okay, good. Well, harsh. You're an idiot. You're for... Not looking at fucking weather reports a week out. Yeah, the yeah. weather doesn't want you to golf. Yeah. Meteorologist, you know did we have I done this already on this thing? Meteorologist is like one of the jobs that you can literally just get up there and say whatever you want, and like even if you're wrong, there's literally no bearing on your job. Kevin's mortal enemy is Mark Madriga. No, that's not true. He seems like a fine guy. It's just like there's no repercussion. The guy says it's going to rain 40% of the time and he's wrong. If, I, if you're wrong 40% of the time at work, are you going to have your job? Probably not. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Them's the facts. Yeah. All right. I'm calling it. Okay. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, See you next week, and don't forget to use the promo code CLOWN to get a free beer at the draft. It's the most wonderful-